Hey everybody, Josh Sheridan here with the Barely Legal Podcast. On today's show is the one, the only, Lee Perlman. Uh, Lee and I have been friends for some time. He was at the state attorney's office over in Pinellas County a little bit after I was there, but as soon as he started working there, he set the world on fire, and now I feel like he's... 10 years my senior, every time I have a question on PI or criminal case, I feel like I'm speed dialing Lee. So uh, he's uh, hit the ground running. He's now uh, partners over at, what is it, Denman, Denman and Perlman? It's Denman Perlman. Denman and Perlman. And uh, they're killing it. I think they've got offices in Pinellas, Hillsboro, Pasco, God knows where else. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. But (laughs) Uh, his beautiful wife is a family law attorney, and she's also doing personal injury now. She's too, exclusively right? PI now. Is she really? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. And then how many kids do you have? Two. Oh, wow. Two and then, monkeys, yeah. Two mo- Me too. And then uh, you recently purchased a house that I, I haven't seen personally, but I saw photos of, and I'm super jealous. It's got a basketball court. The Perlmans are not basketball players, but we've got a basketball court. Well, I mean, you know, horse and whatever yeah. else, it's, it's there for everyone, so... Thank you for coming on the show today. How are you doing? Uh, living the dream in this uh, quarantine time. But you I, know. I, you know, I, I reached out to you today because I was like, he's either doing nothing or not doing much, so maybe he'll stop by. But you still had court. I did. I, injunctions are still going on. Is, you know, anything they consider an emergency is still happening um, as far as emergency hearings. So yeah, they did the injunction hearings today. I had to go in because somebody was crazy, and I had to deal with them and. Then I got to pop over and see you. Was it St. Pete or Clearwater Criminal or Clearwater Civil? I was in the St. Pete uh, okay. Civil Courthouse today, okay. but they're, they're still cranking them out in the, at the CJC. How busy was it downtown? Dead. I mean, they because they're spacing out the injunctions, so like they've even divided the courtrooms. So really? the lawyers are in their own room, then they have respondents in one room and petitioners in another room, mm-hmm. and they've got it down to like 10. Okay. You know, they're really trying to keep it. Okay. I had to go last week in Hillsboro, and they, they hadn't... Con- they hadn't gotten that far in uh, their strategy yet, but I guess as the days pass, they're coming up with new ideas to kind of protect people. But yeah, it's it was clever, but it's still you're there. You still know? gnarly. It's still recycled <laughs> air. Still touching a bunch of door handles and whatnot. It's but, not recycled. It's <laughs> it's dirty air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I don't know. Are you a Florida boy by by? Were you born here? Or did you move here? Or? No, I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah. Are you was, Lithuanian by any chance? For yes. Some reason? Are you really? My dad was, well, he, he was a Lithuanian Jew, which means that's the last place they were kicked out of. Sure. But he was is 100%. Ashkenazi Jew? Is that the same thing? Yeah. Ashkenazi is basically all European. Well, I, I, I've been telling people this. I found out recently that I'm 10% Ashkenazi Jew. You did a DNA test, didn't you? I did you? a DNA yeah. test, and it came back, and I immediately texted every uh, Jewish person that I knew and, and was asking them you know, all sorts of questions. And uh, my favorite was, <laughs> this is horrible, but I texted Jesse Berkowitz, and I said, hey, I just found out I'm 10% Jewish. And he said, well, you can get that up to 15% then. <laughs> <laughs> Easily. You can negotiate yeah. that. You got the DNA. Right? I texted Lauren because I was like, well, where are the meetings? When do I? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did the same. I was, I, they, I did national, I love that stuff. I'm yeah. really into it. They did the national, I did the National Geographic one and I did the 23andMe and they qualify. One's Jewish diaspora and the other is Ashkenazi. Okay. And I was 50 Percent one and like fifty two percent. So they lined up. They lined up pretty close. Close, yeah. They're they're different because they have different sample sure. bases. But yeah, it's, it's fun that's, to do that. That's crazy. So well, so my aunt is from uh, Pennsylvania and she's Lithuanian. And I was talking to somebody else, and they were Lithuanian from Pennsylvania. I was like, there must be like a little 
cachet of Lithuanians in Pennsylvania for whatever reason. Yeah, I've met real Lithuanians, uh-huh. and we don't look like real. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm five nine on a good day. Yeah, yeah. One time I got measured that in the army, so I'm five nine forever. But uh, you were in yeah. the army reserve. Yeah, army oh, reserve. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I did a uh, military police. Really? Yeah, it was a magical. You're, you're always something, always something new with you. So don't make how, me blush. How long were you in Pennsylvania? Eighteen years. I, I was born and raised, and then I went uh, to University of Maryland for my undergrad, and then I uh, took a year off because Army Reserve stuff, and I came down to Stetson for law school, and I stayed. Wow. So how did you decide to do the Army Reserve? Um, military family or just something no, you decided? September 11th happened okay. and I used to be idealistic. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. well, I was in college. I was <laughs> a junior. Warrior and trade will beat that out of you. Pretty oh quickly. Yeah. yeah. That's dead. That's yeah. dead to me. But, um, yeah, I was like, yeah, oh, I'm going to enlist and I'm going to serve my country. I went in for counterintelligence and I got lied to by my recruiter who ended up in Fort Leavenworth. Funny, unrelated story. Oh, wow. And, uh, they lied to me. So I go to basic training and I end up being an MP, military police. And the whole premise was I was going to go in there and then they're going to switch me to counterintelligence as soon as I got done with my training. And they're like, oh, yeah, I do all that. You know, I'm, you know, I'm set for all the like airborne school and aerosol and I'm gun ho because I was a cowboy back in the day. And uh, they're like, oh, you can't do that for like three years. And I'm like, well, that's more than my that's more than half my contract. And right. it's like a six month school. And I was like, this is this is stupid. Yeah. So my unit administrator felt bad. He gave me an educational discharge. I was in for two, almost two years, something like that. So you worked as an MP for two years? Yeah, I did. I reserve weekend okay. stuff, so um, nothing wild or crazy. And they Any let cool me stories out. Stories there? Throw anybody in the brig or anything cool? No, like most of our stuff was garrison support. Okay. So like we didn't even we didn't operate like it was like training for support of like secure bases. Okay. Like okay. Now uh, I, I don't I don't want to get into this any more than you're comfortable with, but you had a brother at some point, right? I did. Yeah. Okay, and he passed away. He did. He passed away eight years ago now. Was he your older or younger brother? Younger. Okay. And was it just the two of you? I have a very dysfunctional family. So I have two older half brothers, a okay. lot, a lot older. I, mean, I had one full brother who's my younger brother that okay. you're talking about. Then I have three step brothers and a stepsister. Yeah. So I've, I've only learned of that because usually on the, on the, I guess it's either his birthday or on the anniversary of his passing every now and again, you know, put something on social media. But uh, how much younger was he than you? Two years. So you guys were pretty close. Yeah, we were we were very close. God, that's tough. I mean, you know, I've lost two parents, but luckily I lost them as a as an adult, you know, and, and that was hard. So I can only imagine. Yeah, I lost I lost my father to cancer when I was twenty. Wow. And uh, that that was I mean that's very brutal. It's very difficult. Yeah. My dad and I were close too, but. Yeah. That's a different feeling than your younger brother. Sure. You know, and, and that's supposed to be someone that yeah. outlived you. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it would be different, I think, too, if it was an accident or something. But, you know, he, he died by suicide, which was, it's its own level of yeah. suck. You know, yeah. it's, it's brutal. Your mom's still around? Yep. Okay. Yep. She's doing well. She uh, bought you a house down pretty here. close. Yeah. Yeah. But we've all been close. My family's pretty close still. I imagine that kind of stuff brings you together a little bit too. It breaks you, or, breaks you, or yeah. it can be one of the two. Break, break either way. Yeah. Are you close with your other siblings, the one that you mentioned, the older ones? No, uh, my I have one half brother I talk to, the other half brother I I will never talk to until okay. the day I die. Okay. My steps, my step siblings, I'm I'm close with. I like them a lot. Okay. So you said University of Maryland. Fear the turtle. What? Is that the therapist? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No one fears them anymore, but. <laughs> 
That's a great, great mascot. <laughs> um, what was your undergrad focus? What did you? What was your degree in? I did. Uh, I got two degrees. I got a degree in government, and uh, they called it government politics instead of poli sci. Sure. Why not? Right? Yeah. And then I did criminal justice, and I had two minors. I did the same. I did poli sci and criminal justice at UCF. Who would have thought? Lawyers. I know. I know. We're, we're, I don't, I'm not commenting on you, but for me, it's just a completely worthless degree. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. It didn't help in any way in yeah. law school. I was actually wanting to be philosophy, which is probably the only less. Uh, I, I got a minor in philosophy. Didn't I stand it? by if you'd done logic as a degree, like that oh, would have helped you in well, life. Sure, logic, uh, yeah. sociology, psychology, you know, writing, English, that yeah. sort of stuff. All very helpful. Did you play any sports growing up? Were you an athlete? Yeah, I played in high school. I played six sports. Oh, my God. Um, I went to a small school. You looked and like a wrestler to me. I did wrestle. Did you wrestle? Yeah. What um, weight class? Down, back then it was 133. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I was tired. I mean. Were you yoked at 133 or were you? I, yeah, I, I, I played football. I weigh out of football at like 165. And I remember cutting tw- 30 pounds in two weeks, which was really unhealthy. Trash that was, bags, the trash oh, yeah. bags under your sweat. Trash bags, just, one peanut butter sandwich a day, vitamins. Sip and, some water, spit it back yeah, out, and yeah, that was it. It sucked. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't anything special. Like Aaron Kling was a really good wrestler, yeah. uh, an attorney we know, but not I was I was good enough to do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what about in college? Anything in college? I was supposed to pole vault. Uh, believe it or not, wow. I, I was a, I was an okay pole vaulter, and I was supposed to do that for Maryland, but I got in trouble, and I wasn't allowed to represent the university. What did you get in trouble for. <laughs> statute of limitations passed by now yeah yeah I, i'm pretty sure it wasn't illegal it was just uh, imprudent <laughs> yeah we we wrote it was a one credit freshman intro class and we wrote journals okay and it was the dumbest it was like every week you're supposed to write a journal what's going on and of course we got bored and nobody did it like yeah. the night before it was due everyone wrote just, like six journals banged it out yeah, and before. i can't go into a lot of detail because it's really politically incorrect <laughs> but we made journals where it seemed like I might have been the victim of some some, uh, <laughs> some pranks, and <laughs> because there was like ten of us, we had a big room, and there's ten, and we'd all sit there like we made a unified joke, like it all it was a continuation. You saw the journal. Uh, I had them until I moved to Florida. Until I don't they know were what happened. Into evidence. Yeah, <laughs> until any any future political career would immediately have been, <laughs> yeah. been killed. But yeah, I got in trouble. wasn't Went from an A to a B on a grade, and oh, wasn't no. allowed to represent the university anyway for a oh, year. No. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not. Why would I do this? I'm yeah. not going to the Olympics. I'm yeah. not, you know, I'm not anything special. So, so was it straight into law school after the one year in the army, or? Yeah, I went home. I did my reserve stuff because it was Owings Mills, Maryland, was my unit, and I went to Harrisburg, which wasn't that far. And I worked. My dad had a betting business. Okay. Uh, he, they made it was the largest betting manufacturer in the Northeast for a while, anyway. And so we made and sold beds, and I did that for a year too. And um, how old are you? Thirty-seven now. Okay. Um, so, uh, any lawyers in the family? Are you the first? Or? I'm the first. Most of the people I have on here that are lawyers, they're always the first. And it's just, it's funny because I, I do know many lawyers who come from a family of them, but for whatever reason, I guess I identify with first in the family and you become the sounding board for everybody's everything, whether it's a parking ticket or a, you know, my dad always wanted to file class action lawsuits against everybody else. Like, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I was dad. like, I want to sue the tobacco company while I had a cigarette hanging out. It's like, eh, <laughs> I don't know that's going to work. But uh, I always thought it was funny because, well, it's not funny and I should be careful. But my mom, you know, both my parents passed the cancer, but my mom had cancer. And she was always wondering if uh, it might have been uh, the school, the Catholic school that she was working asbestos in. Asbestos. Asbestos yeah. and that sort of thing. And a number of teachers had got cancer while working there. And she, you know, uh, when she was getting more ill, she's like, I wonder if, if we should look into anything there, if there should be kind of a lawsuit. And I was like, 
well, I wouldn't be the person to do it, but if that's something you want to do, I could put you with whatever. And then she was talking to me about what she wanted to do with her estate when they passed away. And she wanted to leave like this big chunk of money to the school. And I was like, how it, you it just, killed you, but sure. How about yeah. you don't sue them and give me the money and just we'll call it a while. Like, you know, just kind of keep everything kind of cool. She's like, oh, I guess that makes sense. I was like, oh, you yeah. know. Just an objective standpoint. Yeah, mom, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just save everybody a lot of headaches. But uh, anyway, so was Stetson the only place you applied to? Or, or wait, did you go no. to Stetson? Or? Yeah, I went to okay. Stetson. No, I, went, I applied to University of Maryland, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, Ooh. Stetson, and Pitt. And, uh. I got waitlisted. Why those? I favorite football teams or no? I hated Central Pennsylvania. I hated. I didn't hate it. I just like I liked the people that I was friends with. I just I just didn't want to live there. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going on an adventure because I I I did um, study abroad in Australia. And did you? Oh yeah, best six months of my life. Best. What year was that? Oh two. Okay. So the year after 9/11. Yeah. I went to Greece the summer before 9/11. Probably um, a different different feel. <laughs> oh, I just remember all the the. I, I was on a. We were going to this crazy beach that was like in the middle of nowhere, and I was in this back of this bus with this Swedish guy, and it was funny to hear him talking about Bush because he was talking about Bush the way everybody in the country was six months later talking about Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that didn't a, change after September 11th. <laughs> no, but it, yeah. But, but, well, the thing with Greece that it, I always remember, aside from the earthquake that I've talked about before on the show, is that uh, you couldn't flush your toilet paper there. Mm. So you had to put your toilet paper in the wastebasket. Terrific. Just, just just meditate on that for yeah. a few minutes. So yeah. how that might... I hear it's warm in the summer, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to lay off the, uh, the uh, what do they call it, the... Uh, Euro meat. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of blow out your trash can in your bathroom. So much fiber. Yeah. So Australia for six, for how long? Yeah, I did six months. Wow. Yeah, I went before the semester for a little bit, and I stayed and traveled uh, throughout the country. So tell after. me about that. That was the best. Did you go by yourself? Any other students go with you? I went by myself. Um, I tried to talk a buddy or two into going, but they didn't. I was like, well, I'm going. Yeah, and uh, I went to University of New South Wales, which was just outside Sydney. Oh wow! Uh, a town called Randwick, and uh, I loved every second minute of of that how were you treated there as an american are they it was fine they call you aussies call you sepos which is yeah short for septic tank Oh, because okay. uh, everything we say is uh, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear or not, but it, please. Yeah, everything's bullshit yeah. that we say. That's yeah. how they view it. Okay. So you're you're a separate. It's full of shit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> they don't tell you that when you travel like as a tourist. But when you're there. <laughs> well, it's like Kauai, the Howleys. They, oh, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah they're, they're not big fans. Same concept. So, yeah, yeah especially back then, because it was right after September 11th. And my dad had died. A few months before, so that was part of my big. I'm like, I'm going, oh, wow. got to do it, and um, seminal time in your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was, it was worth every second. I, and it's kids are stupid nowadays, as far as they like go through their like travel abroad program or whatever, and they're paying full tuition. I just applied right to the university, and you get in, and you play, you, you pay that price. Right. So I was paying like one fourth of what yeah, I was paying for University of Maryland. It was stupid. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. You just have to do a little extra work, you know. But it was. That I don't know. I've heard it's changed a lot. I went back once after I studied there, but I've heard it's changed a lot, and it's getting more Americanized as far as rules and regulations. But did you ever go to like New Zealand or any of that? Yep, did uh, ten days, no, oh, seven days. I don't know. So, the North Island. I didn't get to the South. A buddy of mine who I'm still very close with. Uh, he's Norwegian. We rented a camper van and just hauled ass did around. You, the I always hear people like I listen to Joe Rogan and some other shows, and they always talk about like every organism over there is designed to kill you everything <laughs> and quickly. quickly like yeah yeah Ants, you're not supposed bees, to live that's yeah. birds snakes all of it it's i was like, in an old dorm there's so it's brutal yeah yeah oh it's it, everything's 
I did an Outback tour where you slept out in stars, under the stars, right? Yeah. I unfolded my, my sleeping bag every square inch I just stomped on. I yeah. didn't, I didn't yeah. leave anything to yeah. chance. Wow. And the food, what's the food like over there? It's pretty much the same, isn't it? I mean, Yeah, they, they're meat. big on sheep, uh, lamb, okay? that yeah. kind of stuff, um, which I like now. I didn't at the time. It was fine. You know, there's no, like, love. I mean, they speak yeah. King's English over there with just a thick accent. And... That's why I went there. Yeah. I, I wanted to be able to talk to everyone. Yeah. So yeah. Now, I know the New Zealanders, they kind of have their own little language. I forget what it's called, but. Yeah, but they're, I mean, it's really easy to communicate yeah, with yeah. them. They're not, it's not any more difficult. What did you study over there? Uh, I did straight philosophy there, I think. Really? Philosophy and uh, I took a class on Heidegger. Heidegger. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Heidegger yeah. and who's the other one? Uh, there, I, I actually spent money on bought, uh, I think it's it's either Ethan or Joel Cohen's, um, uh, you know, the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They did a, a term paper in college on Heidegger and then there's the other guy. Oh, it's blanking on it now. But they were, that's a very similar philosophy. Heidegger is still, to me, he is my favorite. I know he's a Nazi swine. And yeah, I, I get that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like his stuff, it's the only thing that's ever made sense to me on a why are we here? Yeah. Like that, that's a hard topic to yeah. tackle, right? Yeah. But his whole thing when you boil it down was we're here to care. Yeah. And it's a loaded term. Yeah. And you can interpret how you want. But I, I always thought that was, that was it, man. I, I don't know any other reason. I can't, I can't objectively figure it out. So for me, it was Camus. Uh, okay. My dad was in the seminary up in Missouri, and he studied philosophy. And so my dad, my dad is this. I mean, you know, big news. Everybody's dad is kind of a big figure in their life. But, <laughs> but my dad, I've always, pri- you know, my dad was a, a big guy. Like I always talk to James May about our dads because, like, we're like kind of spitting images of our fathers. Both of us lost our father, mm-hmm. and you know, there's kind of a, a light and a darkness to him. My dad was a very heavy-hearted guy. Uh, he was in the seminary to become a priest, but his dad got uh, ill. His dad lived out in Treasure Island, so my dad came down, took care of him, taught at Azalea, met my mom, and got married. But um, studied philosophy when he was in the seminary, and so he was very into the existentialist. He, we would always talk about, even at a very young age, uh, Camus, Immanuel Kant, um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Nietzsche, all these other things. But, That's fun when you're 12, you know. <laughs> well, but my dad, despite so this is kind of me too, is, you know, if you meet us, you think that you want to talk football with me. Sure. And I don't know shit about football. Sure. I don't, I know you're very, a massive guy. Yeah, it makes Well, sense. but I know very little about <laughs> athletics, and my dad was the same way, but he could go on forever about philosophy and all these other sure. things. So I had that a very... Early age, I have, you know, Life is Absurd is one of the tattoos on my arm. And so that was the one that always kind of guided me is, is if you're looking for equity or fairness in life, if you're looking for it to make sense, it's a fruitless endeavor. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't, you're not owed any. And I don't even know that that's necessarily where Camus was going, but that's kind of how I read it is yeah. don't look for fairness in the world because there isn't any, you know, innocent people are killed, innocent people kill themselves, you know you may have worked very hard for an outcome that you don't get. As soon as you start thinking you're owed things in the world, you're, you know, your life is going to be a, a rot with disappointment. So Yeah, that's about as true as you can get. And then he, he, he talked about, you know, you can either be a helper, a healer, you know, all these other things. So not necessarily Heidegger, but kind of a, a similar yeah. kind of thread there. So I can definitely identify. God, it's killing me. I'm going to have to look it up on my phone before we end. But anyway, <laughs> um, so... You studied that over there, came back, and then decided to do Stetson. Yeah, I had another year or so left in, in undergrad, and then I wanted Stetson was number one for trial advocacy. That was the whole. That was why you I went. Trial team too. Yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, I was the only person. I still think I'm the only person I know that I've ever found out that made the finals of all three of moot court, trial team, and ADR. 
and alternative I, dispute resolution. Which yeah, they were just I think just starting that when I left. That was Kerry Singletary. Uh, it it wasn't Singletary then. It, it was Kelly Feely when I was there. Oh yeah, Kelly Feely. Yeah, her name changed at some point along the line. I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Any event. Um. Oh, moot court. Yeah. So that was Stephanie Vaughn. Dina was really close with her. Yeah. I like Stephanie. Um, I'm still, I, I cross-examined Stephanie Vaughn in a trial one time. For real? Yeah. She was a witness for a, when I was a prosecutor for a DUI trial. Oh, okay. Because there was a, there was a injunction stocking case. You may know who this person is, but that was going on with students at the law school. I, I, I believe I do know who you're, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I remember being involved in that in some way, shape, or form as a prosecutor. That was a, yeah, that was, I know exactly who you're talking about. So that he was, was a crazy. On, he was on trial team too. Yeah. And that was right after I left. And I see him every now and again at the courthouse. And I, I mean, he's licensed, so I guess he made it to the other <laughs> side of that. But that was kind of crazy back at, back at the time. Yeah. Um, um, Stephanie knows everybody. I mean, she's I, I oh, really she's just a, she's know, awesome. Yeah, she's awesome for sure. Now I'm trying to remember who was your trial team uh, head at the time. Lee Copic was. He was after church. my lady, Karen. Can't remember her last name. Bell. One of them passed away or something. I thought. I'm. I think. I think the person before Copic did. I think that was yeah. who I had. And as I'm saying this to you, I'm remembering now that you're a professor out there. I do trial. We got we got we got to get to that in a minute. Does Christian Myers do that out there anymore? I know he's he doing did. that for a while. He did. I don't think he does it now, but he did for a few years. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, I'm skipping in. Let's go back. So Stetson, you did trial team there. Did you also do moot court? And no, they they. I was told by Professor Allen at the time, who is now on the Veterans Court of Appeals in okay. D.C. That I was horse traded. I didn't want to do trial team. I wanted to do moot court and ADR. Really? Yeah. Ironically, I I just I you wanted were, to be a better writer. I was I'm I'm still not a great writer. And yeah, so, but you were died in the world, cut from the fabric, yeah. masthead trial team person. You I know have, now. <laughs> you have all the all the uh, yeah the obnoxiousness that goes all along the, with it. The, the bells and whistles sure. that a, a, a pro trial team person would do. So, uh, did you do the MBA program or anything like that? No, I didn't do any of that. I just I seem to remember, and maybe you can confirm this for me. Was there some sort of rule that you couldn't do both the MBA and the trial team? I feel like there was, and that's the reason I didn't do both. Not. When I was on the team, they they might have had a role earlier, but I th I know because I know I really one or two I people did. Done that in retrospect, it would have been a really good idea because yeah. lawyers are terrible business people. Oh, and I'm, I learned that every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, what years were you at Stetson? Mm. I graduated a semester early, so I I was there from '05 to December of '07. Okay. Now, were you there with like Damian McKinney or? Uh... He was after me. I think he was a year behind me. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm always trying to gauge where people are because yeah. I, I graduated from the from there in 2002, and did 2002 to 2005 at the state attorney's office because I think you came in like I, I, I left the state attorney's office in yeah. May 2005. 07 is when I came in, so I was two. Oh, that's right, because you did yeah. Carlson Meisner for. No, I started the state, oh, so I went after. there. Yeah, I, uh, I started like right at the bar, so right in the beginning of 08. Oh, 05, 07. Uh -huh. Okay, 08. Now, what about Tha the Thacker brothers? Were you there with them? Nope, they were before me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Thacker was... Um, I love them. I know you do. I uh -huh. do, too. Sorry. No, 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 in a big way. I love you, too. <laughs> it's okay. Look, I, I'll share you. Yeah. Like, well, begrudgingly. Yeah, 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 clearly. It's enough for everybody, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, he was at the state for two years, I think, before okay. I got there. Now, when you went to the state, uh, did you do traffic court north or south? Oh, yeah, south. Did Overton. Overton. Overton Disciple. Yeah. And then uh, were you in Division R at all? Did my rounds in Division R. Was that Don or was that? Uh, Dora. Dora by that point. Yeah. Dora and I started together. Her state. honor. 
Yeah. Yeah, for a long time. <laughs> and then uh, Felony, where were you? I was in Division I with Judge Hellinger, and uh, it was Miss Mike or Marr. Mr. Miss. Okay. Mike Marr? Yeah, he was my LTA. Uh, he was my LTA when I left. Yeah. Uh, he was in Division A, so I was in Division A. Uh, I had R. Timothy Peters, and uh, uh, Joe Ballone was my... Uh, my division director and then he when he became oh, Blow was still in the state then for huh? the first for the first yeah like right the like the last six months i was in a was mar and he was he was a sweetheart yeah below <laughs> <Blow's funny>. <laughs> <laughs> still he is i probably my favorite just to go for pre-trials just to go in like no one makes me laugh because he's so deadpan he's super dead and he's and so funny yeah and but, that's my type of, i like that it's great it's not my favorite one to your <laughs> division head because like I never got a straight answer on if I could know file a case or whatever, and it was just. Well, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just like, and yeah. you know he's fucking with you, and you're just kind of like. Every time. Can you just give me an answer? Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, no one's teased me more on like like I think I'm gauging where he's going with something, and then, wham, <laughs> total. Well, he loved right. Allison Ridenour. So in my division, it was Scott Rosenwasser, Allison Ridenour, Jason Stedman, myself, and I think Slavin. Okay. And then I think Plotnik came in right in at the end. Um, God, that's a loaded. That was a loaded division back in the day. We were the A team of Division (laughs) A team. Not me. I I don't. I I had no. I had no uh, gravitas there. I don't think I was (laughs) liked by pretty much anybody except for my wife. Probably because you were reasonable, right? Like you took reasonable steps. Super liberal. Yeah, Yeah. that's number one. That never flies. You know, and I, I feel like they love the female prosecutors there, and the dudes <laughs> like kind of you had to you had to get a toehold. But I came in, and so I had I had a uh, Lydia Wardell who was, and, and I've become great friends with her, which is funny because when that we is were there, funny, yeah. it was a nightmare. Man. She had just left a little before I got there because Rip Rip Ripplinger he kind of took over, yeah. Yeah, he was my he was my division director. For I couldn't Mr. get him to say hello to me. And I couldn't get Piazza to say hello to me. And I couldn't get Davidson to say hello to well, me. Well, if you're as pretty as Frank is, you know, Frank Piazza, what a beautiful man. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> Those he, eyes. Oh, his piercing <laughs> eyes and, and over the gym every day and surfing. Every and day, man. Yeah. He's in better shape than 20-year-olds. That yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. And I remember I petitioned uh, Lowry to have me go into his division. And he's like, sorry. And I ended up with... Uh, Who's on, the, who's on the third floor there, right by the elevator? Fritz Schaub, who was all involved in trial team when, yeah. I, when I was there and was great. But he's another one that I couldn't get to look up from whatever he was looking at when I walked in the room. I just like, I know you still work over there a lot, so I'm not going to ask for your opinion on people. Yeah. But I just, I just felt like a ghost over there. Yeah. You know, I could, it just, no one really cared. I was, I was, I liked that. I did 88 jury trials in three years there. So... And, and not because I was a hard ass. I, I jumped on so many. I, I gave, was the same way. I gave things away. I just I was the same way, yeah. But why not do, discovery, whatever, you know, like I didn't have time to. Yeah, I wasn't. That. that, if I had to guess, like uh, dictating shit, like Ugh. mine was garbage. The worst. Yeah. My non-arrest pile was a towering <laughs> inferno. Um, my prep for VOP calendar and everything else was you know, I enjoyed those piles behind people's desks, like, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> up to your head. Guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, uh, I never got a murder trial. Did you get any murder trials? Uh, I, say? I had trials I was supposed to do, but they never, they yeah. rarely ever went. Yeah. They, they tried to Mike Marr actually, before, when I was leaving, I put in my notice. He's like, look, if you stay, we'll give you a, 
a couple murder trials. They're smart like, though, because that's how they keep you. I was like, things no. Yeah. I was like, what? In a year, like yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. maybe when they no. plea out, like the well, I'm picking a jury. I'm that's not. A, that's, you a, know. that's a trap. No. <laughs> that's no, I got one. I got one within like two or three years of leaving. We ended yeah. up doing. A, now, a you, are you death penalty certified? I'm not death penalty certified, um, but I've done death penalty. So you've done some pretty, pretty. Big time we have, defense cases. Yeah, we've done a lot of capital cases. We that was with my former partner uh, Jeremy Clark and Joel Berman, and I did uh, a murder case. We hung it, and then we yeah. <laughs> uh, was we, it a death penalty? case? Yeah, death penalty. Do you not have to be death penalty certified? If the it? client waives your the requirement, then you don't have to be death penalty but certified. But damn, I mean that's just taking on crazy amounts of stress. We liked the the facts of the case. So okay. we thought we could win it sure. because it but we brought Dick Watson. So that's what we did. Okay. We brought Dick Watson basically as a fourth a lawyer. Prince, man. Oh he's a great human being. I just um, love him so much. He's, I do too. He just when I see him like Mr. Watson. Sweetest man in the world. Yep. Sweetest man in the world. And cares. Genuinely cares, cares about everybody. I just have a a real uh, a real big appreciation for uh, attorneys who are in the twilight of their career and survived it. You yeah. know, you got through this treacherous career. You're in the, you know, you're in your seventies or whatever. I mean, I don't want to be doing it in my seventies, yeah. but the fact that they're still walking down the hallway with a smile on their face. Uh, well, Dick's know, a special creature too. Well, I mean, he's, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I agree with you. Yeah. It's like, Hey, you, you made it through the, the, the worst parts. Yeah. You know? So you did three years at the state, you went out and then you did a year at Carlson Meisner. Yep. I did one year there. And was then that all I, criminal defense or were you doing any civil stuff? They were trying to get me into PI at the end, but I was stupid. And I was like, why would I ever want to do PI? <laughs> that's ridiculous. I don't know that. I don't want to do any of that. Way. Yeah. I was so stupid. 2005. It, it took me, it took me just under a decade to get into it. And I was like, why did I wait so long? But I had this idea about being able to finance your cases and having the, the war chest do it. And I was just like, yeah, you know, I don't have, I don't have a slush fund to be able to front it, but you know, without really looking into it and realizing that most people don't, either, yeah. you know, they're just getting, you know, bridge loans. From the That's exactly or, what they're doing. Until, well, for right? sure. Yeah. But I, you know, I, anyway, but, uh, so then you went with J- Jeremy Clark. No, I went out with, um, before I, I, so first I left Carlson Meiser and I had a friend of mine, you might know, Andrew Tatro. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I went out with him because he's already on his own. He's and an interesting character. He's, I've never been able to read him. The, one, of the, one of the most loyal human beings you will ever meet. He is a, he's a strange cookie and he is self-aware of that. So he's self-aware. But I feel like his first step with anybody is distrust and kind of like, he has this look. Standoffish is the best way I could put it. But I feel like you're having to win him over. <laughs> you do. Yeah. You yeah. do. In fact, our first our first interactions, uh, he was ahead of me at the state. He comes into my office. It was my birthday, and I'd only been there like three weeks or something. And my LTA was like, "Look, we're going for your birthday lunch." Blah blah blah. And he comes. He's like, "Hey, you need to handle this. Uh, dictate this right now." I'm like. You're not the LTA. I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm your superior. I'm like, no. You said that? Yeah. He's, I was like, that's Holy not how shit. it works here. <laughs> and so I throw the file back at him, and we have the standoff. But from there, we it blossomed in a beautiful, yeah, beautiful you, friendship. You, you squared off in the prison schoolyard, yeah, and, uh, yeah. and you figured out, you know, you peed on your trees. My Napoleon knows. complex will not allow me to ever back. Like, you know what? Because Andrew's 6'5 or 6'4. Well, I was going to say, he's this yeah. tall, yeah, you know, yeah. Aryan... Anglo, very much so. Yeah, blondie, you know. And now that you're 10 percent Jewish, you can call him there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Andrew. Yeah, but I just I can't ever back down that. But I so I went out with him for a year, uh, six months or so, and then I talked to Jeremy and I uh, recruited him to come on. I didn't know him at all. Did he go to the state? Was he, he was state? a PD. 
He was a oh, PD, really? but he was a phenomenal. He was a trial team kid, okay. and he was a really good trial. Was like, he at Stetson with you? Yes, he okay. was a year behind. He's older than me, but he started law school. Okay, and uh, I recruited him to come on board, and he's like, "Yeah, man." And then we started cranking. Andrew left the firm. I would say, I don't know, three to six months after. Is he still around, or he went? <laughs> he went to nursing school at Duke. Wow. Yeah, I went to nursing school at Duke, and I, I. Don't know where he's at right now. We will Facebook every now and then, but I couldn't tell if he was back in NOLA. He went to New Orleans for undergrad, and he loves it there. I don't know if he went back there. Or he's kind of fluid with that Nursing stuff. school? Yeah. That's interesting. That is very interesting. Do you know the thinking there? or just? Uh, his mother was a nurse, and I think he just was over being a lawyer. Because uh-huh. he, he had done a few different things as a lawyer, because he went... He was a state attorney. He went up. His father worked at Ford, and he got a, a middle manager job there. Good pay, good everything, and he just didn't like. That was up in Michigan. Came okay. back, uh, started his firm. I joined with him. Then he went to I think the AG's office. He's our Orlando state attorney for all. He, he bounced. He wow. bounced everywhere. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Okay, so then after that, it was you and Clark. Yep. Okay, and how long did you guys do that for? Did we do four years? Three or four years? I yeah. want to say. And and three years ago. In February, so almost three years ago, exactly, I, I left. So I think we were together about four years, three years. Now, did you know Christian or uh, Nicole at all when you were at the state? How yeah. Did you, how did you get to know them? Nicole and I worked together. Uh, Nicole and my wife were really, really good friends. Okay. And I got to be friends with Nicole and then later Chris through N- Nicole Deadman. Yeah. Both our, Nicole is my wife and Nicole yeah, Deadman yeah. is my partner. Yeah. Uh, so I got to be really good friends with them. And then we just got to be very close. And we basically were, I'd call us family. And I'm just very developed. impressed by that, them, uh, you know, because, and and you can clarify for me what part you have to do this, but he, he's younger than I am, and he's been doing it, I mean, not much, and he's been doing it less time, but not but not by much. I mean, or, but he just has an amazing kind of uh, understanding of business. It would seem to me is that is that am I? That's part of why I, when I was when I was still uh, I'm just very Clark, impressed by how he set himself up. And she said, you know, I don't know where it, it, it lies, but, uh, you know, th- they run a very well-organized practice. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing this, you know, going on 18, 19 years, and still, <laughs> half sure. the time, I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? Because it's hard. Well, <laughs> yeah. it's very hard, but you just, you can't ever staff, get any kind of a static grasp on staff. You never know if you're overspending, underspending. Always the hardest part. Overstaffed, understaffed. Yeah. You know, if you're marketing enough, not marketing enough, pissing away money on your marketing, you know, whatever the case may be. We've and got like 20 support staff, and it is the hardest. That's huge. Manage that is, is and, and the problem is the different practice areas because you can't give like a universal, okay, we hit this incentive or do that, like criminal versus PI versus family versus probate or estate plan. It's like, it's very, I, Chris, the, the beauty of Chris, Chris basically gave himself, he's more a businessman. I mean, I think he would characterize himself as more the businessman than the lawyer. He's a very good lawyer. I mean, he's a great trial lawyer, too. I, I like doing trials with Chris. But his strength was always managing and seeing the bigger picture. He's basically given himself a, a, a master's degree uh, in business management. I mean, that's what he loves to do. He reads book after book on how to do it. When I was still Perlman and Clark, I, uh, I was managing really the day-to-day and, and the bigger picture stuff, and I, I would just steal his ideas. We'd talk, and I'd be like, what do you do about this? He's like, here's what I've been thinking, and here's what we do it. So... That was a big part of why Very we joined. I'm, I'm, I'm always drawn to attorneys that, 
you know, like Mike Lundy over here, yeah. you know, he's he's pretty much the biggest family law Big. shop in town yeah. and you know, they've they've exceeded that and I had his brother Matt on who does all the quadra stuff and you know, we like to talk shit about Mike. But yeah. uh, um, you know, Mike and I are the same age. Now he he went to Yale and he was on he did securities law up in New York and all this so I mean Definitely a super sharp guy. He's very galvanizing with attorneys locally because if you've ever had a family law case with that firm, if it if everybody's playing nice, it's great. If it's not, it's you know yeah trench warfare, just blood, nasty. blood, yeah. and blood and bones and everything <laughs> else. But uh, I'm always I, I I have an appreciation for people who have a knack for it, and so I, you know with you it's the trial part of that, and with Chris uh, it's the uh, business side of it. So. You know, when you got two guys joined up, I was like, wow, that's going to be a killer combo. We, we work really hard. I mean, we try to make it all work, and we've been, we've been very successful. I mean, our, our PI practice has grown uh, more than four or five times what it was when I came on board. And um, it's such a, such a hard thing to do because, like I told you. We're in Morgan and Morgan's backyard, man. I mean, that's a million a month in advertising in Tampa Well, Bay, I almost you know? think you've – so – so that's an interesting topic, and 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 by the way, my my top two bucket list guests on this are, are John Morgan <laughs> and Jeff Vinnick. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I hopefully is. I bet you get Matt Morgan. I saw Matt speak at uh, CLE down in Miami Beach yeah. a few weeks ago. Very articulate, yeah. great grasp. I, I what he's doing with the company now is really impressive. Uh, I bet you you'd reach out to him. So I read John's book, and I've 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 had some conversations with people. It's about, a good book. And, His book is really good. Yeah, it's good. And I told you know Frank Kearney. Uh, he used to work for uh, Barry Terrix. Yeah, I know do. he does. Uh, he does a lot of the consumer relief, the consumer debt protection, all that kind of stuff. I know his name. I, I don't think so I've. So he and Tab Gomez, they all work for Barry. Terex. I know Tab. Yeah, yeah okay. so they went. And they they kind of run the department over here for Morgan, and they kind of gave me a little bit of insight and kind of how there is that. Uh, black swan event in John's uh, career where, you know, before I, I, I am old enough to remember Morgan calling and Gilbert yeah. before calling Gilbert went yeah. split and he went the other way. But um, he kind of did the marketing by a factor of 10 plus better than everybody, everybody. else. And there's a, there's a book by uh, Peter Thiel. You know, who Peter Thiel is no, he's a guy who started PayPal. Okay. Um, he was very uh, controversial during the last election because he's a conservative guy and kind of some of the stuff practices he was involved in. But he wrote he wrote this book, which I highly recommend to anybody called From Zero to One. And he talks about, uh, you know, for you to be very successful in business is to create a lane that never existed before. So not to do what everybody else is doing, but to just kind of create your own yes. thing and be the first or be the best. Those are the only. Well, two and they <laughs> say if you can do it by a multiplier, a factor of ten better, and it's hard to quantify it. What's what's marketing ten yeah. times better than anybody? That's kind of you know arbitrary. But if you get to a certain point, no one can catch up to you. And sure. I really think that's kind of absent him being found with like you know children dead in his trunk or something <laughs> no one's catching up to john morgan you know I, I i can't see that ever happening in his and lifetime I, and i think if i understand correctly he's in other states now he's basically licensed his model out to firms in other states and so yeah his he he won't go past where his jet can fly in a single single flight. that's his because th i think he went as far as arizona and it was too difficult and let that go. They have California, though. Do they get into California Well, they now? do. And the reason I know that, well, I, I think I'm right, and I could be wrong, but the story, this is an interesting story that I heard, is they were doing, they were wanting to do commercials in California. So they took every one of their Latino attorneys and um, tested 
how their accents played in certain parts of California. And there was definitely a preference for I would like say, yeah. <laughs> Mexican Latino versus Puerto Rico versus, you know, so. Sure. I, but I always love stuff like that because yeah. it's just how, how deep into the marketing kind of psychology can, can people get. That, I, the best CLE I've done was the one I was talking about a few weeks ago in Miami Beach from a, from a business perspective. You get you had some big dogs there, like some of the biggest PI firms from out west. Uh, F. Lee Bailey, a lot of the big Florida guys, yeah. uh, Jose Baez, all and, yeah. yeah, and you get to listen to a lot of these guys talk. And um, from the marketing standpoint, uh, there's a guy named Matt um, uh, Matt Moore from Detroit. He's the equivalent up there of Morgan yeah. Morgan. And like these guys just approach it as you cannot you cannot play both lawyer. Like you can't be 100%. the stud trial lawyer and the business person. You can't. You that's can't the universal that. message. Yeah. Like, look, you want to be that guy in the courtroom? Cool. Work with or for somebody who is Does the that. business person. And that's it. You can't, right? Like I do. I was averaging eight criminal trials a year and then some, some civil. I've done 150 some jury trials. I, There's no way I, I can can't that. effectively market and run a firm while trying to do that, right? But having a active and, and, yeah. and, um, effective trial department, especially in civil lit, personal injury, that sort of thing. I mean, you know, Ryan Show, Marie's mm-hmm. husband, Absolutely. you know, he, he, because they closed their offices last a week. Big sexy bear. Big yeah. sexy bear. Yeah. I asked him to come on the show. He came in here the other day and took his shirt off and just was roaming around with his shirt on, trying on <laughs> my stuff. But I was, I was asking him, I was like, do they really, do they really seriously talk about who goes to trial and who doesn't? Cause you always hear that. He's like, Oh, 100%. And uh, it's it's tough because it's very you know you said it's hard to get a murder it's hard as hell to get a you know an auto case yeah it's hard to get a, we we are trying our big our strategy has been we want to get as many civil trials we're setting we're our objectives have like twenty five set this year and now, we just I, crack them one one really good time there's some firms I know that like don't even do any pre lit like right off the bat they they file on have, slip and falls that's our approach a lot of the time because slip and falls are a waste of time to talk to them they're really yeah. like well let us look at it and three to six months walk away from you while you're waiting for the response and it's inevitably inevitably is going to be no no sorry we're, yeah. we're denying it, even if it's a great case yeah, yeah so on slip and falls we really don't um i think it's a huge mistake to not try and do pre-lit work on car accidents we've we've learned how to open up policies so you get a ten thousand dollar policy with let's say you got twelve in meds or eleven in meds, and they make a three offer. Mm-hmm. Okay, as far as we're concerned, you've opened your policy. Yeah. And now your bank account is what's on the line, Mister Insurance Company or Mister. You're referring to bad faith. Or, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Because there's there's different. So components explain of bad that. Faith. Explain that to attorneys and non-attorneys who are listening. Uh, what bad faith is in the world of auto accidents? Well, there's different there's different components to it. So the initial one we look at is. I mean, we just had a case that it was a ten thousand policy would settle for sixty. Yeah. Right. The, the insurance had to pay because they they screwed around yeah. and made bad faith or inappropriate offers on. You know, if you know you have like twelve thousand in meds, right, and it's a ten thousand policy, that's all it's in play, and they offer you three or four. Well, clearly, that's that's not realistic yeah. and that's not an appropriate outcome, especially in permanent injuries. Right. Why do you think that even still happens? I mean, because in the big picture, they save money doing it. Okay. Because a lot, like a lot of attorneys don't even know if they do that, then they're potentially they've already they potentially opened their policy, and then we say, well, this is an open policy now, thanks. Yeah. And then we press. But if you haven't laid that foundation, and then created potentially the civil remedies notice, the CRN, yeah. and yeah. Be, begun that, that creates a lot. It creates a lot of pressure on them down the road. Right. If they haven't operated well, because then you might crack them in trial. Then you have a federal cause of action 
down the road too. But that federal cause of action is different than what I'm talking about of opening the policy. Sure. But they both involve or rotate around bad faith. You guys do many dog bite cases? We've done a few. We had early on, we had a, a string of them, and they were they, where there's a policy in play that actually. Well, there's like, a policy in play, and you know they try and say it's excluded, but it, it, it wasn't. But then yeah. the other thing was is it's always a little kid, and uh, it's strict liability, yeah. right? And and without I forget who it was that told me this early on, but they're like, you know, as soon as you can find out what the dog's name was, because <laughs> invariably it's a pit bull, and invariably its name is Cujo or Hitler or whatever else, and it's like you have this little beautiful kid with a nubile unblemished skin that yeah. looks like fucking hamburger because his dog latched onto their face yep and the dog is a pit bull and the dog's name is cujo and it's like your demand letter is here's a picture of the kid here's a picture of the pit bull and here's a pit bull's name let me know when you want to resolve this yeah thing. your call see you yeah, see yeah, you soon. yeah if you want to go to trial yeah, uh, there, there, there's my opening my closing and everything else it's just a big old poster of that on the side of the Side of the room, but uh, anyway, so um, how much, what's your division right now of, of PI versus criminal stuff? PI is our high, highest volume. I mean, you specifically. Uh, I run the criminal practice, so I oversee that, and I do the litigation, like the trial work, once we get into trial mode, depositions, and like that on the PI. My uh, partner, Chris Stedman, who we've discussed already, and my wife, Nicole, really, as the attorneys run the day to day, we've hired another lawyer uh, who's going to be starting in June, depending on quarantine world yeah, now that's right. going to play but um billarakis actually his name's teddy billarakis how's he related uh his son now wasn't there another girl that was a billarakis that was at the state attorney's office i don't recall there was another greek politician family member that was at the state Attorney's yeah office. but i don't think it was billarakis i think it was um, there's a lot of them but i, I mean in florida but I'm, I'm i'm blanking on the name but anyway um yeah teddy he I, so bo- both mike and teddy billarakis have been our interns there for t- those kids are really really smart kids. yeah and uh, we hired, we don't generally like to hire out of law school, but we hired Teddy because it was like. get a tarp and springs off it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying no. Look, we'll, we'll, we're going to play it out. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's a sharp kid. That's we're awesome. excited. So, how many attorneys are there total? When Teddy starts, I think nine. I'm oh, wow. nine attorneys. How did you meet your wife? State. State attorney. Oh, really? Office. Yep. Now, did she go to Stetson? She did. But same I didn't time know or her. Time? Yeah, she, same time, but she had a boyfriend at Gainesville, so she left like every weekend. And, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, what was her maiden name? Uh, it was Wilson. Okay. Um, now she did family law before going to Demon and Demon for a little bit. Who no, did? she went. That was where she learned to do family law. Was it? Yeah, and she did right that for out of state years. And she was there. Yeah, she went straight out of the state, and then Chris and Nicole Demon opened. So it was Demon Demon, and they opened, and within I think eight to twelve months, they hired Nicole. Okay. My wife. Okay. All right. So um, two kids met your wife. After at the state attorney's office, mm-hmm. did she leave when you left, or she left a year after me? Okay, okay. So anyway, um, how how is this impacting you? This whole virus deal? Have you guys made any decisions yet? I you know I have a lot of people calling me asking me what's going on. A lot of colleagues asking me what I'm doing about staff, what I'm doing about office hours, and I'm kind of taking the position of no need to make a rush decision. Yeah, we've got everyone working remotely. Um, so we've done that. Nobody, we have one person who goes into the office just to keep the mail going, keep everything sorted um, a day. And everything else is remote. Uh, we're trying to keep everyone on. We have enough reserves to go for a few months. But, you know, there's a lot of, you know, we're, we're going to do the, the Florida loan because obviously we're going to have a huge decrease in volume criminally. Yeah. And yeah. Just, so we're going to do that loan. I think there's federal relief that's been passed that 
it's basically a grant. They're calling it a loan. You get it. You keep like everyone on your payroll employed at 32 hours, and then you don't have to pay it back. We're going to yeah. aim for that, and we're just going to try and keep. Now, is that different going. from the bridge loan, or is that the same thing? No, they're different. So there's that bridge loan, the emergency bridge yeah. loans that the state's doing. Then there's a federal, allegedly. Uh, federal package is going to be coming through. Is this what was passed last night, or I don't know if it's part of that or not. Okay. I it's it's all. I'm only sure. No, you know I, everything's still coming through, but I think um, no one no one's using this as any... <laughs> no no Rubio Rubio I I guess is the guy trying to sponsor the bill okay. to get basically what is a loan, but I, I think it's really a grant. Okay, um, and that's where we're we're hoping we get some relief until. But PI is still gone, you know? Yeah, I don't see, I mean, the only, the only, I was, so I've been trying to forecast how this impacts our areas of practice. And I mean, uh, you know, I worry about anything where people have to pay the retainer on their own to yep. us, whether it's family law or criminal law. Um, but, you know, I haven't seen a dip in family law yet. Criminal, we don't get a volume enough of for me to kind of judge how that's gone right it's now. Gonna, I mean, the DUIs are going to be non-existent. Uh, batteries are going to go up. Yeah. Like I'm dealing with now, I've got, I've signed up quite a few batteries and injunctions. Yeah, yeah. Well, everybody's um, stuck in a house. Exactly. With each other. Yeah. yeah so, true love. Right. But with the anything you're dealing with the insurance, I mean, they're still moving forward. Now the only so some was, aren't though. Some of the insurance companies are taking the well, we're we're waiting things out. Um, Geico's business as usual, but like some of them are are slower to respond because. Well, so what I was thinking though is is our clients' treatment is going to slow down. Probably because they're you know getting into a Cairo or getting into an Ortho or getting into whatever. They're all open right now. They're are all they? yep. Everybody. But are they are they are they sparing with the, what they're giving? or Are they still having full on waiting rooms? I had to go to Quest Diagnostic to get a blood test, and there was like, they took all the seats out. Like they yeah. only let like three people in there. So I, I think they're they're um, very carefully scheduling. Yeah. My so that's that's my point. Is yeah. maybe not. A screeching halt, but definitely a slowdown. It, I agree. Yes, I think that's a fair statement. They're all open for business. So every chiropractor, every uh, ortho, every specialist—they're all still functioning. How are you handling the kids being out of school? We're lucky. Uh, I own a kids' gym. Oh, that's that we've right. Talked Let's about. talk yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. I forgot to even ask about. Yeah, that. romp and roll. We had to shut. We had to shut the doors on it, but we're offering like um, every day we do a, an online class now. Okay. For the kids, and then Fridays we're doing two, like one at night and then another one later at night for like a. Just the way we're Can operating. You get two grants? Uh, yeah, I actually oh, did apply sweet. for Rob and Roll because I yeah. that one scares me because we, you know, all the we're big on birthdays, and memberships, and a, a lot of pauses, a lot of cancellations. Yeah. Yeah. We try to refund, uh, like on the birthdays, we refunded everything. Yeah. But it's uh, the good news for us is our manager is my sister in law, Nicole, my yeah. wife Nicole's sister, and she's her specialization is like preschool. Yeah. So she's teaching my kids things they should have known already but right. don't so we basically have hired her she's quarantining with us yeah and uh she's handling handling kids every day which helps exponentially well we've talked about that before because there's been several points in my life where i thought about doing that back when it was jimboree by our house yeah uh, you're so smart not to <laughs> you've told me that repeatedly yeah but i was sitting there and i was just looking around well again my 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 inclinations always tend out to turn out wrong on business business enterprises but i was <laughs> I was. I remember when I first had Stella when she was a little kid. I was like, people are driving from Brandon and St. Pete and everywhere to come to this. It's the place. exact thought I had. Yeah, when and there's I not. Myself. There's not a kitchen. There's not a machinery. I mean, basically, you just got to clean a bunch of toys and have like one or two people come in and do it. But <laughs> clearly, that was uh, no. Uh, and let me tell you how hard the state of Florida is with the Department of uh, Child Family Services yeah. and dealing with them and having because we're not even we're not a daycare center. Yeah. We are we are a kids' gym that. The classes run approximately an hour. I can't, we can't do camps because the profit margins are so slim. 
I can't hire the people with the correct certifications for the camps because yeah. if they quit in the middle of it, You're we're stuck. screwed. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's really been an unpleasant process. I love the product I, and the kids love it. Families love it. And it's becoming part of like a community to an extent. Cause we've been There's open a few years. St. Pete. There's none. Cause there wasn't gibberie. Cause I, I had them look and you know, you had to be within a certain amount of miles of this yep. other place. And then I was just talking to the, the, the Ileana, who uh, owns uh, X-Force, which is the gym that my wife goes to. But they talk about, like, natural barriers. Like, they don't want you to be close to a beach or a bridge because people <laughs> won't, you know, if, if you have a beach near you, that's a whole geographic, yeah, you know, carve out of people that aren't coming to you. The mistake I made with my placement, I thought get close to 275 in downtown St. Pete. That was stupid. I really should have thrown it into a suburb. Anywhere yeah. in St. Pete, like, like any street, four street, something like that, like that yeah. because it's hard. And I, I thought about it too, I'm like, God, to drive there after work, you know, if I'm not like a five minute drive, I don't want to. And that was a really hard part of our first year until we developed and grew that seed mm-hmm. and, and got the word out that the pro, you know, our, our staff's fantastic and they're really good at what they do, but who cares if, you know, I'm not no driving there. the kid there, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. Like I, yeah, it's... but it's, it's been a really good process. We've, <laughs> it, we was it financially worth it? No. Is it worth it because we love kind of the what it has created? Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Um, and the tax write-offs. Yeah, well, they, they, yeah, they were substantial. There's something, something there. So do you have any time for, for Lee amidst all this other stuff that you're doing? Right now, yeah. Quarantine's. Yeah. I'm how starting you, to work out again. Working and, out? Yeah, because you drive. Through, when you're a criminal, you know. Like you criminal, I'm in criminal court every goddamn day have you seen the, the 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 map of like emissions and pollution like since this quarantine happened oh yeah they said it's like it's cut in half. i don't know if it's true but yeah. it says it's like cut in half well they were i was looking at comparison photos of um like in china like the bigger cities the the smog and the pollution to now it, it's you can see clearly that's, everywhere that's it's crazy. it's nice i i really you know so much of my family are just going really kind of off the deep end I, I see your phone going i won't keep it too much longer I know. but uh they're getting worried, and I'm not not worried, but a couple things. Number one is I just lost both my parents in the past two years, so yeah. I'm yeah. kind of like limited, limited. Like, what, what are you yeah. gonna do to me? I'm bulletproof. <laughs> like, I, you know, I, 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 you know, it's, my kids are okay, my wife's okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Um, but I really wonder, and I have a strong kind of gut feeling that this is going to be a turning point uh, in this country and in society about kind of how we conduct our lives moving forward a little bit. What's important to us, spending time with those we love, what we spend our money on, what we waste our money on, kind of uh, all these things. And, and even how businesses, like, you know, I, I think the trend with businesses is for remote. You know, like in 10, 15 years, I don't even know how many physical law firms are going to be. But sure. I, I wonder how much this expedites that. Like, I really think there's going to be some changes. I, I hope that there are. I was talking with um, Paul Knutson, who is our, our family law. He runs our family law division now today. And we were both like, God, I'm going to work from home way more now. I mean, because you don't, you want to be professional. You want to be in the office. You want to, because we're all hard workers. Yeah, I'm not wired the way I should be. (laughs) But like, and I'm like, I can be just as effective at home right now. And I'm, I'm doing pretty well with it. And if I'm cutting down an hour of driving every day, that's an hour of, you know, whatever you got to do. So, uh, again, uh, Ryan Marie's husband, uh, he... He travels a lot. He does insurance. He He's all over the place. Oh my god! She always tells Marie's me. Marie's a like, saint. I love Ryan. I don't Marie's know how a saint. she does that. Like seriously. That, yeah, yeah. But I've seen he, her almost kill him once or twice over. <laughs> I, I I respect. I, she's strong, man. Yeah, but and Ryan's uh, lucky. <laughs> she bought him. She bought him one of those uh, second screens for a laptop, which 
Do you how many screens do you have on your computer in your office? I have one big one. I'm better with one, but it's a giant screen. Can you divide the screen up or I don't do it, it that way. I just I segment the windows. It's it's just how you I've can learned. do it. Okay, yeah. but yeah. For me, like I want to go to three or four screens now. Sure. Like like I, I want to feel like I'm landing a plane, but like I want to have my Spotify on one, my legal case management on the other, the PDF document that I'm yeah. retyping in Word and I have you know, that's how I can do it. So I've had such a hard time working at home remotely because I don't have that capability on a laptop, but I just finally went online the other day to order them and they're all on back order. And sure. I think it's gotta be because everybody's having to like guarantee it, recreate their office at home. So it's, it's crazy, but that, I'm, that and toilet paper, you can't get out. Of this right now. Yeah. Well, we, we've, I've, 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 we, we lucked out there. We had enough on back order that we uh, got that stuck out, but I've been as much as I, so my, my whole thing is I work all day. I come home, get the kids, play a little bit, bathe them, get them fed, get them in bed, 9.30 or 10, I get about an hour or two to myself, yeah. and it's headphones and Netflix. But I've been watching this Tiger King. Have you been watching that? I'm not. That's on my queue. That's Holy amazing. shit, man. Yeah, it's, insane. I right? want to find out what federal prison he's in and figure <laughs> out if I can somehow go there and interview him on this podcast. I guarantee you can make that happen. So it is insane. So have you ever been to the Big Cat Rescue? Yes, I, I have years ago, but yeah crazy and she's getting a lot of blowback now because his big thing was that she, he he thought she killed her husband and fed yeah. him to the tiger yeah and joe fritz was uh yeah i heard that he's, yeah, yeah. he's all he's all over it he's he's in, yeah. he's in it so it's pretty interesting anyway well you've given me a, a lot of your time i really appreciate you coming by hopefully you'll come back because i know we could talk music and movies and all sorts of other stuff oh yeah i'm a i'm a cult uh, a pop culture me too whore. I, culture I, yeah culture, man, yeah. man let's, yeah. let's make so, it work we gotta we gotta have you back on. We can do like a, a movie review. There's a, there's this podcast that uh, Greg Thacker put me onto called The Worst Idea Ever. Have I've heard this? of that podcast. Yeah. Where every week they watch the movie. What is it called? Grown Ups. They watch the movie <laughs> Grown Ups every week for 52 <laughs> weeks and do a review of it, which is so insane that it, it appeals to me. Yeah, it's pretty meta, but that's that sounds fun. Well, there's this great one uh, called Analyze Fish, where they take like 12 episodes where this uh, comedian Harris Whittles try to tries to convince this other comedian, I'm forgetting his name, that Fish is a good band. And it's just an hour. So Greg and I want to do one where he hates uh, the Deftones, and I love the Deftones. And I was like, we're going to take an hour. I'm going to see if I can get you to like the Deftones. Yeah, good he goes, luck. He goes, do they have a DJ? I said, yes. He said, I don't like them. <laughs> Anyway, well, thank you so much for coming by. Yeah, absolutely, uh, hopefully brother. Hopefully you and your family stay safe, and Dem and Dem and Perlman uh, keep killing it. We're going to work on it all. all uh, right. It's good to see you, man. Thank you. you. Too. Take care.